0: Going on, Suns fans. Justin here, and with me, as always, is my podcasting partner, Paul.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: And welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys by the fans. That is us. As always, intro and outro music provided by Park and Main. Check them out over at parkandmainband.com. Give us a follow on Twitter. I'm at Sosa's J. Paul. At Dervish of World. And the pod is at Fan the Flames, NBA, and standing the Flames, and the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network is available at brightsideofthesun.com. And on all your podcasting pl- platforms, podcasting pot-forms, pod-forms. There we go.
1: Good start, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah, You know what? That's <laughs> what happens
0: when we do Apple, this once every nine Stitcher, months.
1: Google Play, Spotify, which is apparently going to be a bigger thing soon.
0: <laughs> is it? What? I don't want to. Did you not see care. that okay.
1: email? No, I don't care. Um, our really platform care. was bought by Spotify, bro. <laughs> oh, cool.
0: Good for them? I don't know, us? <laughs> I don't know, somebody? Okay, anyway, anyway and in addition to the pleasure of hearing our beautiful voices, you get to hear an even more beautiful voice. An even voice more super fan. Everybody will recognize, I'm sure, my favorite Sons announcer, Sorry, Al McCoy, but it's true. John Bloom, Bloomer, my man. What's up, buddy?
1: Welcome to the show. Thank
0: you,
2: fellas. Thanks for having me. And uh, you know what? I, I think that uh, if we want to call it a, a pod form, I'm perfectly comfortable doing that. Uh, Justin, I, I, I don't <laughs> think that that was any kind of a misstep. I think you might have created a new
1: platform, if you yeah. will. It's a pod form. Yeah.
0: Pod pod Thank form, you. trademark, Nobody can steal it. Now it's official. <laughs> there you go.
1: Be- better exactly. do it legally, be- unlike Kelly Oubre. <laughs> get it done quickly.
2: If it's going to be a real thing, and it's gonna, then we have to start initially, like right now, the Valley pod form.
0: The, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, is, yes, exactly. the next
2: step. Yeah.
0: Which, which, which leads us right into the first thing we want to talk about. And, you know, okay, look, we will get to CP3. We will... Share our feelings on CP3, the possibility, the potential, likelihood at this point that uh, Chris Paul becomes a member of the Phoenix Suns. And in fact, you know, I, I, I I've been talking to Flex Bloomer. We know you know Flex well. He's 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 rising to the level of basically like a post game co-host, right? At this point, he's That's on it dude. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we all Every we day. all love Flex. I've been talking to Flex. I'm like, dude, we'll have you on. But I felt like he he needed a break because he's been on every – he's been on, like, <laughs> eight podcasts. The yeah. So – and I think I, – I, and and the man needs to sleep a little bit at some point. No, he doesn't. So, he
1: doesn't. I mean, seriously, the dude doesn't sleep. I mean, we, we've been on those live streams that then go on for seven hours afterwards. I mm-hmm. tap out, and then it's another four
0: hours. The first time we did one of those, the Suns, like, virtual fan meeting, meet fan meetup things – the last Flex, and I can't remember, I think Voida and maybe a couple of other guys were on there. I signed off at, I think, one thirty a.m. Arizona time, which at that That's time... That's when we were on West Coast? 4.30 he, Flex's time, and he was still going. Oh, man. Going he was going to keep the time going.
2: There's something about what he does. He works in uh, electrical you know, engineering uh, and, and that kind of stuff. I'm wondering if just... Somehow he got like a energy boost out of what he does for a career. Cause that you're right. That dude has energy for days. It's not just that he's up and he's awake. It's how he's awake yeah. and when he talks and how long he can go and just, you know, and it's not just blabber. I mean, the guy actually is a very bright guy. He's a very engaging guy. I'm so glad we've gotten to know each other over the, airwaves and everybody else that's gotten to know him as well on the post game show but yeah i mean we'll have games that end uh you know damn near midnight our time and there he is the first caller every single time lined up i don't even need to <laughs> guess like i put the headset on <laughs> does, does he have a private to line just to make location. sure he gets
1: through
2: he, he should have his own line but you know I, you might be shocked by this paul but uh it, I guess it's not that hard to get in on the Ben George <laughs> slash son's postgame show. Uh, usually have he doesn't remember have that. Any trouble. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's lined up every time, and he's right there. And there's usually maybe two or three others that are behind him. But, uh, yeah, no, we, we get to everybody on that show. I love uh, having the opportunity of done that for now, a baker's dozen. Yeah, 13 years in the books of that. This will be uh, my 14th year with the team that we're getting ready to start up. I can't wait. For basketball to be back, we're like a month and change away from regular season hoops. Does that sound crazy to you guys? I mean, for me, I'm always ready for it. But like now, just because the season just ended and we're going through all this crazy stuff in our lives, to think that we're really like on the cusp of another season starting is crazy.
0: Oh, it's, 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 it's amazing. It is so amazing. Just sitting there going, we just had, what, two weeks ago, give or take? The finals ended? A, month. a month a month I don't know time just flies when you get so excited yeah. I guess but
1: yeah. Yeah, everything's just, just blending together right now no I like because all the markers are off you know like they're yeah. still starting in December you know ended in October don't even know what like I don't know what season it is <laughs> I mean we are in Arizona <laughs> so it doesn't really matter yeah well that's exactly. like are we gonna have Thanksgiving.
0: Like... It's like when I was a bloomer, you'll appreciate this, as I was prepping my entries for my master's pool that I'm in with a bunch of people, which is just being horrible to me right now. So my crowd oh, is sorry, clearly very that. beneficial. You have DJ. But, but I don't, I don't, I don't. And, you know, I felt pretty good. Like, first morning, I've had had I, had, I I've got Xander Shoffley, who was, who was lighting it up, and now has since been like, but. I'm going through and I'm kind of looking at stats and I'm like, what is this? They're in the, it's the Masters. So they're in the, I'm like, oh, but they're, this is now into the 21 season technically. And I'm, so they're like trying to figure out, okay, so this is when that ended. This is just like everything is so jumbled now. Like Paul said, it's, it's, it's wild. But, but yeah, having basketball back is going to be great, especially since, uh, you know, college football, I, forgot actually existed because they keep canceling so many games uh and and it's kind of not 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 doing it what it usually does for for those folks that uh have and I guess at the same time you know we'd normally be in basketball season right now with college football so maybe it makes it feel a little bit awkward to have just college football or a limited amount of college football and then the NFL going on and that's it but uh but yeah it's wild that we're gonna have Regular season basketball so quickly. We're less than a week away from the draft. We are what, right now, tw- less than 24 hours week? from the manitorium? Man- Dude, seriously. Moratorium? I'm a lawyer, <laughs> and this is how I speak. Like, i don't know Good, you're not More on the tour. talk right now That's yeah all right. exactly it's all right I, yeah i'm not laser focused like i am every day at the office
1: totally oh um, every day
0: <laughs> paul's like our text chains would uh indicate otherwise but uh um sometimes my twitter feed will also indicate otherwise but but yeah it, you know it, the moratorium is coming to an end soon Got the draft coming up, and then and then free agency, agency like kicking in right days. after that. Yeah, it's 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 wild. Which which it's makes all it. of this Chris Paul talk even more interesting, just because everything it seems it seems like it's going to ultimately happen incredibly quickly. And we'll get to Chris Paul. We will, but let's let's talk about one thing that Paul and I haven't got a chance more to important. talk about yet. Bloomer, I don't think you have. I don't know. Maybe well, I'm sure you have talked about it, but you haven't gotten to voice the opinion over. Limited airwaves here, but airwaves nonetheless, right? The Uh, pod form, but the pod form, yes. We haven't had on the pod form yet, but the 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 new the new uniforms, the new jerseys, the new line that's coming out entirely. The Valley, and and I don't know about you guys, but when I first saw that, I was like, yes, 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 (laughs) one billion times yes, because. We've talked about the Suns jerseys before. We've talked about the City Edition stuff and how it was so stale and not trying to be disrespectful in any sort of way, but to go with the low Suns things because that's something that the NBA had done before for all teams, or maybe not all teams, but most teams at least. It was like like six, I think. Yeah, and then the Suns just kind of kept it. And it's like, why can't we have something that's ours? And we had said before that using the Valley would be awesome or if you know, if you're, if you're Ron Wolfley, the basin, but yeah. obviously the value is much more recognizable. So yeah, I, I love it. And then when they showed the merch that's going to be coming out, I was just like, oh man, let's see. Okay. Let me, let me put, let me look at the budget for December 3rd when all that stuff drops. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm gonna be spending a
1: boatload of money. De- definitely going to be sliding that link, uh, my wife's way for Christmas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i can't i'm not gonna wait that long man i can't i
2: can't how
1: can
0: you
2: no way
1: but i'll tell so, you but yeah. I, guys
2: I'm, I'm i'm super psyched about it uh just like you um, I, I mean, I'm look, I, there's a lot of factors that go into creating these things in the gear. And a lot of it has to do with your partners uh, and that meaning like who's making it. And right now, obviously, we know who has the uh, apparel uh, deal with with uh, the league and it's Nike. And I think a lot of people are are happy with what they've done. But from my standpoint, uh, to take on a new. Uh, name or, you know, moniker, whatever you want to call it is a big ordeal for a team like the Phoenix Suns that have been the Phoenix Suns for 50 plus years now. And people have gotten used to kind of the array of uniforms they've rolled out. This is definitely the most different of any uniform that they've rolled out. And I am all for it. And I think what makes me even more excited, I don't know how you guys feel, but I went back and looked, the Suns actually put all of like the fails before they landed on this. Uh, on yeah, the, the that. Uh, story that they put on their website. I thought that was great. And I like this one better than all the other ones by far. I don't know how you felt about it.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely saw that. And I was like, yeah, they they definitely said, nope, like this little piece, let's keep this, like this piece and like kind of pulled it all together. Um, it was definitely um, a a process that they actually took seriously, which unlike the orange jerseys, Clearly, don't feel like those were taken seriously, Um, especially the second year version of it. Because I remember we had this—I think one of our last pods since we do so few—seven months um, in the off season. Yeah, when we were talking about when they did the whole announcement about you know redoing the statement jerseys or whatever and making this big old announcement where the only change is oh now it has a Jordan logo on it—and I'm like, please God, don't tell me this is the only thing we're getting this year when all when all these other teams have such awesome like options and like going you know taking risks and you know some fly flat on their face like i mean what is cream city i mean i don't want <laughs> i don't, want to, I mean, that, I don't that, want to know
0: i really don't that's a whole different that's Milwaukee, a different pond that's a different yeah a whole different pond much different, <laughs> <a> different...
1: <laughs> but the thing the thing i love about the valley is um one, it is, you know, it is who Phoenix is. Phoenix is the Valley. And it's, whereas every other team in the state is Arizona, whatever, the Suns stayed Phoenix and Phoenix is the Valley. And that's kind of truly like owning that. And I mean, obviously it, a lot of it stemmed out of, uh, you know, the Valley Boys and things like that, and I, you know, I think whoever was in marketing and whatnot was smart enough to be like, "Oh, hey, this is catching on. Let's run with this." And obviously, they couldn't run with that specific term, but making it uh, just the Valley. And I love the logo too. I love the the font of it works really, really well. And I think I made I made this comment. I think in our t- in our one of our text threads that we've got going, um, I think this might be the Suns' version of the Miami Alternates.
0: Yeah, those are Where sweet. it's
1: like, because those, those Miami yeah. Vice alternates, like every year they just kind People of flip I'm... up the colors a little bit of like, okay, this year it's mm-hmm. going to be the pink base with the teal uh, um, uh, accents, or then it's like the white or the black. or so they've gotten four years out of literally the same design, just flipping up the colors. I can see this going that way entirely, whether it's like, okay, they do like a purple base or – what would actually be crazy is if they actually got out of the Phoenix Suns colors and went with like the Arizona State colors, since kind of not not ASU, but the, I'm talking about Arizona with like the oh, Navy oh, and the red, like the, 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 the Arizona itself. flag, the state itself, because it's uh, that the flag's supposed to be a sunrise or sunset or whatever as well. So they could do something with that as well. There's a lot of options there. So I'll be interested to see if they keep this going forward. But at the same time, I mean, they. This is a A plus hundred percent knock it out the park first swing. Or well, I say first swing when they've had a whole bunch of shitty jerseys before this. But, <laughs> finally, but to to I think I'm this might be my first basketball jersey I've ever actually bought.
0: Have you really never no. bought a basketball jersey? Ever, even when no. you were a kid? Nope. All right, so outside, so you're outside, outside, outside one of that then, Wesley Person Paul.
1: one I got for uh Summer League. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Don't
2: don't knock Wes. Uh, All right, so if you're going to get one, are you getting one with Paul on the back? Uh, with fanning the flames on the back, uh, you know, because you can put messages now. We've obviously seen well, that that, that well, happens. Well, hey, are I you may, I may be able to get one with jersey? Paul
1: on the back without it being weird.
2: Yeah, with number three, baby, you could get that, <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, see, obviously, so that we're, we, we're jumping the gun. I know we're going to talk about this, <laughs> but, uh, uh, the, yeah, you would have to supplant another three, but that actually is probably going to happen if the trade happens the way people think it's going to happen. So then there's not really a problem with the number three. All right. We just wrap back around to the whole Jersey thing, which is
1: still a question. Three is for also you, my favorite number. So,
2: so <laughs> do you think you'd go that route? Would that be the number, the Jersey you'd I, buy?
1: I don't know because even if he does come to the team, I don't know how many years he's going to be here just because of stuff, because age, et cetera. I would sure. like one that is, you know, expected to be around for a while. So I might go with one of the big two of uh, Booker Aiden just for just for security purposes from that standpoint. It's but fair. it's, a, you know, have, being able to have my own name on the back and like legitimately <laughs> cool. isn't the worst thing in the world.
2: Yeah, even if he, leaves,
1: he it, it is also just fine.
0: becomes you. <laughs> yeah, but then I got.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the only problem, though.
0: <laughs> well, and, and you could you could always you know tape over the Paul part and put like or, or no not tape over the Paul part but put like additional tape at the bottom put like Dervish of Whirl so then you know <laughs> we go. yeah there we it's, go. it's it's your it's your marketing too look at that beautiful look at that look at, at that little at Dervish of Whirl I I just got I like actually it. a new license plate I got a Phoenix Suns license plate and I I sent this to I, I sent this to Paul I know I don't know if I sent if I showed you the picture Bloom but I I did a so you can't put "so says Jay" because too many uh, too many letters. But I did a "so say Jane" syndrome. I'm like, guys, look at this. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not that like I'm not going to do that. But it would just look kind of fun, right? But then I end up sure. getting like the whatever numericals they use for it anyway, like, standard ones. It still looks like I got some super weird personalized license plate anyway because that mean, it,
1: that, that people are just oh like, so you're, you're the guy say? yeah you're the <laughs> guy it
0: makes everybody like question
1: yeah what like is, what is and that and they
2: want to pull you over and ask you because they can't figure it out but you it actually be... isn't a personalized. Well, yeah you my, my, my oldest daughter was like so
0: when somebody oldest, asks <laughs> yeah i should my <laughs> oldest daughter goes what does that mean though dad i'm like it means nothing it's just she's like oh it looks like you like did that yourself and i'm like perfect she's 10 so everyone's <laughs> definitely going to think this then. Um, but anyway, so, you know, Paul, you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, are, we, are we done any, any other thoughts, comments on the Valley stuff? I mean, I, I, I to, to circle back around really quickly though, Paul, I'm 100% on board with what you were saying, uh, how, you know, it's awesome that it really, Phoenix is the Valley. We've been the Valley of the Sun forever. I have no idea why it took until now. I mean, outside of obviously Kelly Oubre doing this whole Valley Boys thing. But I have no idea why it took so long for the Suns to finally go, let's take advantage of the actual nickname of our city. <laughs> like,
1: I think a lot of it kind of had to do with, you know, because the Suns don't really like to take a lot of risks with this stuff, clearly. Um, it, seeing other teams be successful with mm-hmm. doing, like, the city jerseys where they use something other than, like, just the name of the city or whatever, like, um, uh, what's um, – Like, the Warriors like have cream the town –
0: yeah, the town. Yeah, the, yeah, the town. One. Yeah.
1: Um, what what's the ones that uh, I'm thinking of the Atlanta ones? I'm blanking on what it is. Um, Stone Mountain? Did they do Stone Mountain? Or no, they did Peach Peach City or Peach right. something. Mm-hmm. But well, going that round, like those being this, successful.
0: Have you guys seen the New York Knicks ones? No. Oh, they're horrible. They're horrible. They basically It's like it's it's the number in the middle, and then there's Wording around it, it says like New York Knicks, and then circling around it says the city that never sleeps, and it's oh, like, wow. okay, I get like that. I understand the use of it, but it just, like, it's just like it's
1: words. it's really
0: poor. Again, back to the execution, poorly executed. Unlike the Valley execution, yeah. fantastic execution there.
1: So well, I, apparently, the oh. bo- the Boston ones are going to say Boston Celtics, like just rather say Boston or Celtics, going to say both. Because that's what their banners say, and they're like using the font that's on all their championship banners. Okay,
2: so, I guess I mean, if you have that many championship banners, <laughs> then yeah, you can put whatever the and hell you want do to put. Yeah. yeah, and, then,
1: yeah.
0: and, and like the, the, the message is actually understood and recognizable because of the number of championship banners. And I guess, okay, that probably makes some sense. That yeah. makes some sense. <laughs> um, all right, so. You know, you mentioned here. I think I feel like we're doing a good job segueing because we've segued into everything that we're going to talk about for the rest of this pod already. But Paul, you mentioned a city, you mentioned Miami. Yes, you mentioned Miami. And, and <laughs> oh, we're going uh, there first. You know, oh well, yeah, because I think this here is we going we go right into the yeah. CP3 stuff. Look, okay, I'm just going to call her Miami Ashley because I feel like giving her full Twitter handle is unnecessary. It's like, you know, the. the We've had our Ashley out here. This is Miami's Ashley. But she basically tweets out tonight and then protects all of her tweets and doesn't allow people to retweet it, doesn't allow people to see responses, yada, yada, yada. You have to, to see her in any of her timeline. You have to follow her. I'm certainly not giving her that... Uh, that uh, um, Satisfaction? That's what I'm looking for. Thank you, Paul. Satisfaction. You're welcome. But she tweets out, she says, the rumors are, are Devin Booker wants out of Phoenix. I'm told Miami's front office has more information on the validity of these rumors, explaining the talks of Booker being on their quote short list, end quote of players. Tyler hero would be made available for. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me, first of one all, person we've heard, said that rumor. We've, we've heard, we've heard the Devin Booker wants out of Phoenix thing. Ryan. Rassilo, From one person who then also comes back like a week later and goes, Phoenix is leading candidate to get CP three. It's like, but, but if Devin Booker doesn't want to be here, why would CP3 want to come here, Ryan? Why don't you answer that question? Also answer the question, why the hell is your name spelled R-Y-E-N? Okay? That is where the first problem is with Ryan Russillo. But this isn't a Ryan Russillo rant. Okay. The Ryan Russillo rant is over. <laughs> the Miami Ashley rant can now begin. I'm told Miami's front office has more information on the validity of these rumors. Okay she fails to provide what that quote unquote information is about the validity. And I'm assuming that information is, it's completely invalid. There are no, there's no validity to any of these rumors, but if by chance that could be something that would happen, they would be willing to share Tyler here. Well, no shit. Thank you for reporting something that would be completely obvious. And at the same time, completely impossible to actually occur. That's like me tweeting out, Hey, uh, there's this rumor that if I ever got a free Private jet to take the Miami. I would probably go do that. Or if I, I don't know what Miami's in my head. I would do that. Guess what? I'm not getting a free private jet to take Miami. It doesn't matter. So I'm not going to go out there and say anything about it except for what I just did right now. Anyway, I just am so sick and tired of hearing this bullshit about Devin Booker. Devin Booker's not going anywhere. He just signed a five-year max deal. He loves being here. He has been on record saying he loves being here, and subtly. His camp has confirmed that he loves being here through various avenues on Twitter, namely his brother like liking John Gambadoro's tweet from a couple weeks ago when Gambo said, nothing true about Ryan Sil. So can we just, Ashley from Miami, whatever the hell you actually do, I have no idea what she is. Is she even like a thing, like a person that, who's like in media? I don't know. But just shut up. Everybody that wants to say anything about Devin Booker leaving Phoenix, shut up. Unless it's Devin Booker, I don't want to hear it. And guess what? If it is Devin Booker, I don't want to hear it either because that would make me super sad. But no, you know? no,
1: no, 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 no. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. I'm going to crawl into my hole and I, I'm, I'm never coming out. That, that, that's basically where I'd be. Anyway, that's my Ashley from Miami rant. I don't know if you guys want to chime in in any sort of way about it. If you do, feel free. If not, we can just transition to the big point on the board right now for everybody, and that is CP3. But looks like maybe, I'm, I, you know, I'll, I'll chime Bloom. in. Let's oh, hear Bloom. I will definitely chime in. I'm sick of
2: this stuff, Justin. I am. I, I am uh, tired of it, just like everybody else is, and I have a feeling Devin Booker and all of his people, his family, are tired of it too. Um, but you know what? Let the haters be there, uh, and maybe, just maybe, uh, there'll be more of them because. Devin Booker will no longer be that guy that's struggling to take out some of the other teams in the Western Conference. He's going to assemble a team around him that's going to enable him to, to start beating all the rest of them, and then there'll be more haters, right? There'll be bandwagon jumpers, too, and I'm going to welcome every single one of them. There is plenty of room on the Phoenix Suns bandwagon, and for all the Suns fans listening, because I know this is a podcast for the fans, by the fans. And that's why I'm thrilled to be here and be on it. Uh, I will tell you, don't be one of those gatekeepers. Like my daughter tells me about the gatekeepers, you know, that you, know, you don't know Taylor Swift because you don't like her, her. There's a stuff. gatekeeper for like Taylor Swift. <laughs> you know, uh, this is my 14 year old daughter. Paul, get on board with this. where we're No, going Justin's here.
1: legit. Uh, He's top of the list of gatekeeping for Taylor Swift. hundred yeah,
0: percent. We've had the conversations. <laughs> I like to put it out there for everybody right when I meet them. So they know what they're getting into.
2: You I'm say glad anything?
0: You if I say something, I'm not joking. So it's 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 straight from the heart. I'm and I'm not I, I'm not going to apologize for it.
2: <laughs> well, you know what? You can be a gatekeeper for Taylor for T Swizzle, but don't be a gatekeeper for the Suns. Let the, the bandwagon fill up, and and I think it's going to. Uh, you know, now there's extra gear Why we uh, that we've talked about.
1: I, the I think more fans than we get paid.
2: Yeah, well that's a good point. Yeah, you, 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 you get more listeners. Let's go so click the subscribe button, get on uh, you said Spotify, that's what we are supposed to really gloss is Spotify these days.
1: All of it. I've heard great it. things
2: about what they're doing. Yeah, they're crushing it in the We're not going to be part
1: of uh, the Ringer just platform. Oh god. <laughs> that's right. Ryan Rossell is going to
2: take you under his ring. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's already <laughs> on my phone right now blowing it up going where can I get these guys to be like an opening act for me uh no i I think that all this crap out there about devin not wanting to be here is just stupid it's uninformed it's lazy and i'm i'm tired of it but you know what we're gonna just tune it out i think is what we're gonna have to do is just tune it out and move forward like there are people out there that started freaking out because he sold his house you know
1: what i heard he'd already had had another house but
2: Well, no, no, hold on. Better than that, Paul. He took the profits of what he made from selling his house, gave half to his mom to buy a house here in Arizona, and the other half to his dad to buy a house here in Arizona. Yeah, he wants all his family to live here in Arizona while he can get the heck out of town. That's what he wants.
1: Come on, people. And used his brother to sell the house, so he got paid, too.
2: (laughs) Right. Yeah, the real estate agent. Congratulations to Dave.
0: I can see the tweets coming out based on this podcast. Rumors are that Devin Booker doesn't like his family That's why he's moving them all to Arizona So when he leaves, they'll be stuck there That's that's <laughs> the next tweet we're going to see Watch out for Ashley from Miami Just he running with that one, of, one now
1: He moved them all to Paradise Valley Because he knows they're shitty drivers And he wants to get them pissed off Because they keep getting tickets
2: Speed traps, they're, they're crazy he's there better. in PV Yeah, you gotta thank, watch out for
0: the photo radar, Dyn- Bookers Dynamite drop in, Paul You're welcome <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, and, and uh, Paul, I don't know if you have anything to say on this. If you do, go ahead. Otherwise, don't.
1: I'm all right. You're I good? think everything's
0: been covered. I have one thing that, that came to mind as, as you were talking about, about uh, all that bloomer, and that's, you know, when, and I'm not going to say it, I'm going to say when the Suns are good. I feel like the Suns fan base might end up becoming one of the most ha- hated fan bases in the NBA because <laughs> got a lot of kind of aggression. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because you know what, man? When the Suns are good, I am going to be even more obnoxious than I already am. It's going to be very painful for people. I feel. And oh, and if the Spurs are bad, oh, forget it. Oh, I'm I'm just going to attack them constantly,
1: constantly. You you're, so. you are you are going to become the Andy Lou. Of of the Suns, Andy Liu is like a super fan, uh, super obnoxious guy who's a, who became like one of the bigger podcasters for the Golden State Warriors when they got good. Like, there you go, like, take seriously, you, you would be the Arizona version of that. I'm gonna have I can to start listening to him just so I can take tips, <laughs> like
0: get pointers, know know what I need to do. Okay,
1: I don't okay. know. I kind of I kind of disagree
2: though with you, Justin, just because I think that there's still a lot of NBA fans that kind of have a soft spot for the Suns. They remember how much they loved watching them in the seven seconds or less uh, mm-hmm. days. And, and the Suns kind of became the, the popular pick, uh, you know, before the, what, what do they call it now when, you, when it's on the um, uh, platform, not the pod form, the, uh, you know, with the NBA games, or you get, you get the... League uh, pass? Not league, but league pass, yeah. So, so league pass team. They were like the league pass darling uh, before league pass uh people loved watching Suns games back then, even all across the country. And this was when I was in Detroit, I was hearing it. And even before then, you know, when I was at Syracuse, uh, I was kind of the lone wolf there, but that's when they got Barkley and, and, you know, uh had those heydays. And then it started to pick up, I think, after that. And then, you know, obviously a lot of it has to do with access. Because you're not gonna be, you know, into a team that you never see. But now mm-hmm. you can see any team you want. And because of that, And because of what I just mentioned with people kind of still having a little bit of a a history with the Suns and and at least enjoying Suns basketball, I don't think they're going to be a hated kind of villain in the NBA. And I don't think the sun's fan base will be either, even though. Yes, I agree. We have a lot of pent up aggression. Believe me, I've been taking phone calls for a decade from people pissed off about this team. (laughs) So I get it. I get it. But, uh, but I don't think it's going to be that way. I think people are going to really embrace this team. There's a lot of reasons for them to Devin Booker probably leads that list. Monty Williams is probably one a on that list because I think a lot of love for that guy exists all around the NBA and and Mm -hmm. just the world in general. So, uh, I want to see it all happen. I want to see everybody jump on this bandwagon. And, you know, obviously it's going to take a lot of success on the court for that to really happen. It's not going to be sexy uniforms that makes it happen or great pod forms. And none of that's going to really pull it out. It's going to have to be W's and uh, and superstars. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll have that happen.
1: Well, I mean, I can definitely see, like, once they release the uh, TV schedule, I would be very surprised if the Suns don't have a – Decent amount of nationally televised games this year. Like, I don't think that did they have a single nationally televised game on ABC, ESPN, no. or TNT last year. Yeah, Not counting have, the very last game want. of the season. The they, one, had the, one,
0: they had one on NBA TV last yeah, year. Like, when mean, they, when the original NBA schedule the came out.
1: Game, right? Yeah. 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 NBA TV doesn't count.
0: But no, they didn't have any. any they might have had two on NBA TV, but they didn't right? have any so, on the majors like that.
1: Between Booker getting an all-star last year and then the eight oh 0 run in the bubble, there's a lot of buzz on the Suns. And then now I'm going to give us another transition here. If this potential blockbuster trade comes through, I mean, you're sitting on two all-stars on the team with Devin Booker and what is coined the point god, Chris Paul. Is that so,
0: I I I feel like I hadn't heard that until like the past few days. That's something that's been around for a while. Again, back to my whole around lack around. of pop culture thing that around. I don't have any exposure it's been around, to. It. Yeah. You think yeah. I would pay attention to this? You can also see how much I care about like things that aren't just Phoenix Suns. I like I I, I pay some level of attention, but that I honestly I don't think I've heard that. But that's that's me. <laughs> and I think that's probably expected from me at this point. Uh, so, yes. anyway.
1: Yep. But yes, yeah, so I mean, we talked about it a little bit. Up front, you know, there's a strong possibility we're gonna have Chris Paul on this team, which is kind of crazy because you know, I've, a number of years ago when Tyson Chandler joined the team, I think I had mentioned on one of our early pods back then that I'm like, there's certain players that you never expect to think about, like even remotely the idea of them in your team's uniform. Chris Paul was on that list. Oh yeah. Yeah, like
0: I never would have thought.
1: Ne- no, never really, never even crossed my mind as an option. Okay. And now it's oh. legit.
0: It's a legit but- option. Well, well, let's let's talk about this option. Let's let's. I want to I want to hear everybody's thoughts on this, and I'll 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 share mine last, and I'll give my mea culpa as well, which maybe gives a little preview of what my, my thoughts are at this point. But bloomer, man. What do you think if Chris Paul gets done? Let's assume that that means that Ricky's going to be gone and, 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 and Uber is going to be gone. So we'll consider all of that, take all that into account. Feelings, thoughts on Chris Paul being in a Phoenix Suns. Sorry, I just giggled thinking about it. Um, and being in a Phoenix Suns uniform, this upcoming season.
2: Well, it's interesting. Cause I heard you mention that you came around to it after talking to Flex and uh, I came around to it before I had the, long talk with flex uh or maybe that's redundant the talk with flex uh and and i think it's just uh, you know a situation where i I looked at it at first and said okay let's it's 40 million that's crazy and he's 35 40 million for a 35 year old that's crazy and you're giving up ricky and kelly and we love both those guys that doesn't seem something easy to just stomach and, and embrace and and then i thought more about it and just the actual Uh, player that is Chris Paul and what he did at Oklahoma city. Look, I thought the thunder were out of the playoffs last season without a doubt before the season started. I thought that was one of the teams that would take a significant fall backwards. And what do they do? They make it all the way to fifth, almost fourth in the West. Are you kidding me with what? What? Uh, And Chris Paul was the reason that that happened. And he was awarded for that, uh, rewarded for that with the all-star, you know, uh, appearance as well as being all NBA. And he deserved all of it. So the question is... what's he going to do next? Because Oklahoma city's not going to compete. They have a lot of things that they're changing up. They obviously hired a a young coach as well. So to think about Chris Paul and his motivation was another thing I wanted to think about. Like is, is he coming to Phoenix because it's a great place to retire as we've seen that movie before. And I I don't need that. Uh, Is he coming to Phoenix because he wants to take this young group, lift them up with a, with a star in the making like Devin Booker and, and, and end this decade drought, uh, of not going to the playoffs and get this team back into prominence in the Western conference. Cause CP three definitely remembers seven seconds or less. He knows the Suns were a juggernaut. He, he grew up watching this team via a powerhouse and he knows that the Valley will wrap their arms around this team uh, quicker than you can say the Valley. So I think that at this point I started to like process all of it. Okay. The motivation is there. The dude could still play. Yes. He's old, but he can still play. And, maybe the biggest part of this that that did get me excited is that we need to figure out what we have in this young big in DeAndre Ayton and I'm not quite sure we will with the current makeup of the team more so than what we've seen his kind of incremental uh, you know uh, development in the in the last two seasons if you put Chris Paul there yeah i I know paul you call him the point guard the point god there's a lot of other names that have been used for chris paul but the one thing you do know is he's a dog and he does not put up with from any of his teammates he doesn't put up with anything so uh deandre ayton you can be that happy-go-lucky guy i love it i love his attitude but it's going to be time to work when you have mm-hmm. Chris Paul there. It's not to say that Ricky Rubio wasn't a, a good teammate, a demanding, or I'm I'm using it in in the past tense already. <laughs> I like was just thinking that. that, he's, <laughs> that he's not. Yeah, that's so weird. Because listen, I got love for Ricky, and and I think Justin, you know this. We've talked about uh, me and my affinity for the point guard position. I just it's just a mm-hmm. position I've absolutely loved my entire life and watching it and just studying it and having the utmost respect for it because it it does take just this. Unique uh, combination uh, of uh, personality traits as well as skills. And I think that's about being a Phoenix
1: has, Suns fan too. Just oh, the, for Suns, the Suns' history with point guards. Oh, I've been blessed. Just like, so blessed.
0: I thought you meant that like, needing a unique makeup to be a Phoenix Suns fan. I'm like no, 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 do. no. It's just yeah.
1: we we have set, we've had such a history of point guards that I think Suns fans um, appreciate that position better than some other fan bases do like i really don't think the lakers or the bulls really appreciate the point guard position all that much maybe the bulls since they had Derek after they had Derek rose but i mean those there's so much more like shooting guard centric teams that they don't mm-hmm. whereas we were always a we've always been a point guard centric team and we went from kj to kid to marbury to nash to Dragic to shit and now to come, to come out of that with arguably one of the, like a top 3 point guard of all time like yeah i mean there's there's a you know it re, reinvigorates that um that love and respect for that position it, and it's I, like you A being
0: be... point guard you yeah phoenix would be the point guard you of the nba
1: yes yeah
0: yeah yeah,
1: yeah. point guard pro <laughs> guard pro,
0: <laughs> well, and and Paul, that that I think. Well, I think Bloom. I don't know if you were done because Paul kind of jumped in there, bring up a very very good and valid point. But Bloom, I'll let you finish up, and then Paul. I, I think I know where your thoughts are going to be with this, but I, I want to hear. Nope. Oh, did we lose? We might have lost Bloom. Well,
1: so I'll 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 fill in then until yeah. uh, Bloom gets back on. Um, actually, my thought was, um, I know when the bubble was announced and when the Suns were announced to be possibly in there, I think that if this comes through, if this happens, or at the very least, just the idea that it's a conversation, it really seems to me like um, the Suns truly took full advantage of that bubble. But, you know, there was always the talk of like, okay, you're going to put all these players in the same room. Is this where the next version of, The big three is going to come out of because, you know, how that came out of the Olympics where all those guys were together and they, you know, they concocted a scheme to get themselves on the same team. And it's just a great opportunity to recruit and get to know guys and just kind of show like, and this is that was actually even more unique because you got to see the cultures of the individual teams. You got to see their kind of their coaches kind of up close um, and whatnot and be like, okay, I'm going to be a free agent or I'm coming up on the end of my contract. Or the the team, the team I'm currently on is going in a different direction than I don't than I want to be going in. What are my options? And then, you know you start getting to know other guys. And clearly, to me, my my issue with the Booker wants to wants out kind of thing is he so much seems like he's the guy who wants to bring that championship to where he's at. He doesn't want to have to leave to get it. He wants to bring those guys to him. And so this might be you know that first foray into that is you know getting Chris Paul on the team and making the team an attractive destination for other players and what does that mean down the line? You know, are we you know next time you know next summer um is a pretty big free agent class. You know, now you've got Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton and you know, if we've got the right cap structure and availability, we might be able to, you know, attract another significant free agent to add to that before we have to incorporate DeAndre's extension and whatnot. So it's, um, I think I look at it from that standpoint is just, this is showing Booker recruiting because that's, you know, this is him. Chris Paul wants to come to Phoenix because of Booker Booker recruited him. And that's, we've been waiting to see that come to fruition. Cause that's what we figured was going to happen at some point is he's yeah. going to be good enough. These guys respect him enough. He's at a level where he can bring guys in.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and Bloom just texted me. He said his phone died. So he, I said, if you if you, if you want to hop back in, do it. If not, I know it's late because we've recorded God awful hours. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, so we'll see, but regardless, I, I like I said before, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my mia mia culpa. Um, uh, I was adamantly against this. It got floated uh, a while back, just as like a as a as a thought, and I was like, God no, God no, I, yeah. I don't want. this. Oh, I agree. Same reasons. Bloom said, 35 years old, huge contract, 40 compact.
1: plus million, yeah, multiple years,
0: yeah, and, and injury and then, history. Mm-hmm. You just you can rail them off. And at the end of the day, all of that still understanding, he's you know still playing at an elite level. He's an all star last year, like like we've been saying, seeing what he's what he did with OKC last season. Um, but I, as I as I talked to Flex and started thinking about things a little bit more too, you know, when it comes to Chris Ball again, a he's playing at a high level, but the big things that came to me that really made me change my mind on him were these kind of intangibles and the things that you don't necessarily think of right off the bat. And when I say that, I mean, like you alluded to the fact that he wants to be here. He's not, the sons aren't trading for him because they want to take a shot and trade for him. He wants to be here, which I think is a huge part of it. I understand yeah. that he's also basically said, you know, obviously him and Booker have had conversations about this and I think that Chris Paul is going to, and, and I don't know if this has been put out there at all, but I, I think that Chris Paul is going to not come in and think that this is necessarily his team. He's not the top dog. Is he going to be a leader? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, Booker's the young gun. Booker's the you know budding superstar on this team. And this is still a, you know, he's still the face of this franchise. Um, then, then I started thinking also about other aspects of it, like how much he can help improve DeAndre Ayton. And think yeah. about it. Think about a Chris Paul DeAndre Aiton pick and roll versus a Ricky Rubio DeAndre Aiton pick and roll. Obviously, both point guards are excellent passers, but what's the difference between the two of them, Paul? What's the difference? One's an excellent scenario? shooter. Exactly. Exactly. A defense can't let sag off of uh, uh, Chris Paul like they can sag off of Ricky Rubio. And obviously, Rubio shot really well. I mean, I think he was from spot up three point shooting this season, one of the top guys in the NBA. I think the top guy in the bubble but that doesn't really help you out when you're talking about running a pick and roll. And I right. think that's going to make the game that much easier for DeAndre Ayton. And to, to Bloom's point, um, and I think you said it too, how Chris Paul doesn't take shit from his teammates and expects a lot of things from his teammates, DeAndre Ayton, I don't think, will have an issue meeting those expectations because we know the talent that's there. And you make that game that much easier for him, I think he's going to you know, take things to the next level.
1: Then you know who else he doesn't take shit from? Go on. Your favorite people in the world? The refs. Oh. <laughs> like That's... like literally literally I think having him I, on the sorry, team he's sorry, already I paused respected. I
0: paused because I had to think about all the people that I don't like and I'm like which ones is he <laughs> talking about?
1: I mean, we've been we've been bitching for years that Booker is a superstar in waiting and is not getting superstar calls. We now, yeah. if 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 this trade happens, Chris Paul is a superstar, already has that respect. Booker's essentially earned that respect last year with his with his run in the bubble and being an all star, et cetera. But then you get Chris Paul, the head of the NF uh, the Players Association, as the guy who's talking to these refs, going, "Hey, call these fucking fouls, dude." And you know it might even mean that DeAndre starts getting getting right. foul calls too. But I mean, just I mean Booker's elite from the line. He's elite getting to the line. Imagine if he's getting to the line two or three more times a game just off of uh, off of Chris Paul validating. Just that Chris Paul's presence validates Devin Booker as a superstar. That the refs will start looking at him as a superstar and giving him superstar calls.
0: And and that leads right into thank you. The other aspect of the "quote unquote," you know, I'll call them intangibles that that came to mind with with respect to Chris Paul coming to this team, and we all know—I'm not shy about it—I love Robert Sarver. I do. <laughs> I know. But, you do. I, but I will not—I will not be so bold to ignore the fact that there's a stigma about the Suns around the NBA. Right, right, wrong, or indifferent. Yep. Now, now, Robert Sarver, I think, did a lot to help improve that stigma by getting James Jones to buy into the concept of him running this team, being the GM of the team. Because James Jones is what, Paul, a former president of the players' NBA. I think players he was just a VP. I
1: don't think he was full president. What? Fine,
0: VP. Still, but regardless, high level there, very well respected around the NBA, won a ton during his career, right? I think he
1: was a VP when Chris Paul was president. Okay, so, well,
0: like, look, look at that. We're just bringing in the entire cabinet, um, <laughs> but, but-
1: So LeBron's gonna be on the team?
0: <laughs> well, let's not get <laughs> carried
1: away here. Uh, there's a line,
0: even, there's a line, Paul, okay? There's a line. Um, and and B- B- Bloom's technical difficulties is going to prevent him from coming back, but thank you, John Bloom, for joining us here. It was um, great,
1: you're welcome back anytime, <laughs> anytime. Anytime. maybe we'll start calling into your show
0: hey you know what it helps it helps balance out the voices paul your voice and his voice his his it's sweet a very different register. voice and very it's different like, register. <laughs> i don't know people might be uh, people <laughs> might get confused like what's going on here this is this too much back and forth um but but chris paul just even chris paul wanting to be on the suns i think is something that speaks volumes about where the franchise is going and whatever stigma there might be can and should start wearing away. It's another step towards improving that reputation that the Suns have around the league with players, with fans, with other organizations, with agents, everything. And you get a guy like Chris Paul that comes in show and shows that you know he's buying into the Suns being a good culture situation is only going to help improve that. I mean, the level of respected guys that the Suns have within the organization. And again, regardless of what you think about Robert Sarver, you've got a James Jones, you've got a Chris Paul buying in, you've got a Devin Booker, who is one of the most well-respected young guys in the NBA, especially amongst players. It's going to start to turn that culture around. Remember back in the day, man, especially in the 90, early nineties, when Phoenix, all the nineties, when Phoenix was a destination for free agents, a destination for players, they wanted to come here and play. And there's no reason to not want to come to Phoenix and play. This is going to, I think, start trending us back in that direction. And then you start thinking about, okay, you know, the timing of a potential trade and everything with free agency, how cap room can be used, et cetera, et cetera, becomes an interesting point. But then you think about the cachet that Chris Paul has with other players and maybe some guys that could be, might not look at Phoenix as an option in free agency, even this season, that potentially could look at it a little differently knowing that Chris Paul is on board and, 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 and going to be here. Um, I, I just think there are a lot of intangibles to the situation, which is really what ultimately flipped my mind about it. The risk is still there when you talk about the size of the contract, although that's a little bit, you, you can minimize that a little bit. Cause you think about it, they're going to have to spend that money one way or the other. And is, right. is Chris Paul is Chris Paul, money going to really be something where you're like, Oh, I wish we weren't spending this and we could have spent more on free agency, particularly with the free agency classes that we have, you know, this, this season and and, and going into next season. I, I don't know. We'll see. But again, the idea that maybe this helps trend Phoenix in the right way, it's not just something that's going to be a two year proposition. And I'm not saying that from the perspective of he keeps playing for him. Maybe he does. Who knows? <laughs> Assuming this trade happens. But also the long-term outlook of just how the franchise is looked upon across the NBA landscape, and how that might help improve the fortunes uh, that the Suns have been needing to improve for the past decade. That's my thought. Those are my thoughts. That wasn't right.
1: I mean, it's it's definitely a at the very least, it's it's a sign that the Suns are turning a corner as a franchise. Correct and hopefully, at the very least, is a harbinger of future interest in the team. Even if this doesn't come through for whatever reasons, you know whether OKC is asking too much, um, they can't get the right additional teams involved to get the right mix of players going places. Um, you know, at the very le- you know at the very least, it's out there that another player tried to orchestrate getting to this team, not getting off of this team, getting mm. to this team. Um another thing I was thinking about um with regards to uh if Chris Paul ends up joining the team, assuming we're able to hang on to the 10th pick, I know a lot of people are saying, okay, now you know if we've got Chris Paul on the team, let's, you know, go for a wing, get another, you know, either defend like three and D guy around mm-hmm. there. I'm like, I'm like, no, let's get that point guard. I'm right. like, let's get us like if we if we can get one of those guys who like if, if Halliburton's still available, if Killian Hayes is still available available, let's get that guy in there to straight up learn. Like look what right. he did to Shea Gilgis Alexander in the mm-hmm. one year he he was there. I mean, if we can, you know, possibly find a dime, not a diamond in a rough in a in a very rough draft, but you know, to, if having Chris Paul's presence takes a guy who would be a role player and turn him into a legit starter you know potential like bubble all-star kind of thing right right i i would love that
0: yeah no absolutely and that's why again i think (laughs) as fans we need to look at it not as a you can't look at it just uh, in in a vacuum. You have to kind of think about it from a bigger picture perspective and what type of, again, intangibles might come into play uh, with with respect to how this is going to impact the franchise as a whole for more than just a year or two years or three years even, you know, far down the road. And I think that's the biggest selling point, at least for me. And, you know, I... Back in, I don't know, probably must have been, what, March, April, May. I had boldly predict, no, not March or April, but probably more like May, June, before the bubble restarted, uh, before the bubble happened. I boldly predicted the Suns going eight and zero. That happened. I've also now boldly predicted before all the CP three stuff started going down. The Suns would be the one seed. (laughs) I love the idea because (laughs) it it it, it helps it helps the 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 likelihood of that happening uh, uh, increase. Uh, I shouldn't say that because I know it's going to happen regardless. So the likelihood just gets it just solidifies that one seed even more. Instead of instead of you know winning the being the one seed in the West by like two games, it's going to be like six games. That's all. So.
1: Right. And the other thing that's kind of interesting to it is just, I mean, I don't know the math right now because it all depends on how the trade would go out, but I know it would cut into, if the Suns do it, uh, do the trade, they would eat into their salary cap to some extent. But what does that mean for like signing other players? You know, if they, you know, I think they can, I think they can do it. If they operate as an over the cap team, Um, They can do it with, you know, it's just straight up Rubio and Ubre out and Chris Paul in and that works, but that, and that still allows them to retain rights for all their other uh, free, restricted free agents or free agents who they have bird rights on and also gives them access to um, the mid-level exception and the biannual exception. So there's a lot that can, so I'll be interested to see what the Suns do from that standpoint. Uh, like, would they want to bring back uh, Sarich? You know, I think Sun, Suns fans think kind of want him back based on how he played. He kind of had found a role mm-hmm. in the team. I feel like Baines is the kind of player that Paul Chris Paul would love to play, play with. I know Booker loved to play with him because, you know, if you can get him on the right deal and, you know, you have a team, you know, maybe Baines even takes a little bit of a home – a home team discount because he's like, okay, now I'm not just playing on our up and coming team. I'm playing on a competitive team. You know, he wants to stay there and, you know, he wants to play with, um, you know, or I've heard things about like a guy like Gallinari. I don't know how the money works for that one exactly. Cause I don't, I think you'd have to operate as an under the cap team to do that, but it'll be cool. really interesting to see what they do to fill out, re, you know, try to, you know, that. Chris Paul is a game changer type of move. Of you have to now, okay, we are in win now, Mo. We got two years. What do we well, got to well, do? Well, I that? mean,
0: you're you're a win now, Mo, because you've got two years of him. But like you said, you can also use him to to help foster younger players, things like that. Right. And 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 look at it like this. I mean, one guy, one name that you had brought up, and you, and I say I bring his name up because you brought up Baines, and I think this guy would be an upgrade over Baines you had brought up one. And I think our last pod when we were talking about, you know, with Dan, we were talking about free agents, right? People that mm. players that we would like them to target. Serge Ibaka. Yeah. Would like, he take a look? Exactly. Exactly. To, to say, you know, Clay with Chris Paul, I have no idea what type of relationship those guys have, but they've been both in the league for, for, for a pretty good period of time. I would venture to guess they know each other pretty well. And maybe, maybe that's something that could be uh, you know, a, a benefit. You start seeing even with the, if it cuts into some of the cap space, maybe the, the, the Chris Paul effect, if you will uh, uh, influences players to be willing to take a lower, lower dollar deal, a shorter deal um, perhaps, and, and get the chance to come and come and play, which again kind of circles back around harkens back to my point of Phoenix actually going back to becoming a destination for free agents, as opposed to a place where you just hope you get somebody that's willing to come here or you, you kind of, take guys on either through draft trades, whatever the case might be. Um, but when it comes to free agency, you're not making huge splashes, which has kind of been, you know, outside of what Ricky Rubio, this, this last season, um, what last time was maybe what drawage when he came back. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see. And maybe, maybe it doesn't happen if it doesn't happen, so be it. But I think your point is well taken that it still shows that the team, the culture is making that turn. I think we knew the culture was already changing as it was, but this just really, really underscores it. This really solidifies it. This confirms that because Chris Paul wants to be here. Um, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, but I still think it's a good sign of things to come for the Suns. Uh, just the fact that it's being spoken about as seriously as it is. So Right. And go ahead.
1: I, was, I just pulled up the standings from last year, and this, kind of, this goes to a little bit more larger – um league kind of discussion a little bit of just what's you know some of the other rumors that have kind of been out there or other kind of news um you know obviously Oklahoma City you know if Chris Paul wants out they're kind of going in a rebuilding direction they mm-hmm. you know they let go of uh, Billy Donovan they've hired they've hired a i think they just promoted an assistant coach yep I
0: don't internally. Even, I, mm-hmm. internally I don't remember the guy's name but yeah
1: no um, so they're you know they're not operating from that standpoint of, you know, it's, they're not operating in win now mode. So they're probably going to fall out of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. It'd be really, really a big surprise if they stayed in Houston. God knows what's happening there. I mean, Russ wants out. There's rumors of Harden being traded to the nets, which would be hilarious. (laughs) Like, I mean, I feel sorry for Nash, if he's got James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, I mean, talk about, I mean, talk about three salty dogs on a team like really? that is like <laughs> that is oil and vinegar, and I don't know what else doesn't mix and, with. And then you two, and, and then you
0: lit it, and then you poured then it, it, you, lit, and it then it you lit it on fire,
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I mean, shit. I mean, I'd love if we could get somehow get our hands on. uh, p j. Tucker through that somehow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bring him back um i you know, I think we all love us some p j here in phoenix
0: and 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 you know shoot if that happens, and chris Paul suddenly you know there's uh, always talk that the Suns are kind of a soft team they're not soft <laughs> anymore. Yeah. I mean Chris Paul alone makes them not soft yeah. um and 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe Aiton will dunk with more authority with those guys around. So people can finally shut up about that.
1: Right. Who knows? Right. right. Who, knows? Who, knows? Um, Who knows? So that means Houston might fall out, you know, the jazz are kind of combustible right now, you know, mm-hmm. they, they could possibly fall out too. So there's some, this year, actually there's some opportunity for yeah. once yeah. and, you know, rather than, you know, coming from, 13th place and having to you know pass a whole bunch of teams to get into the you know the playoffs we're you know we're coming in at 10 this year starting at 10 and you know you got three guys falling back so if we improve I mean there's risk I mean you know Chris Paul is going to be there's,
0: there's going to be risk I mean obviously there, but you, there, you, you have to you no, have to ignore that you yeah. know, you have to ignore that at a certain point and say, right. if this works out, this is going to work out handsomely. If it doesn't, mm-hmm. well, at least we didn't sit back and just hope for the best. You know, you right. made an active move. You made an aggressive move to try to turn the team around even more. And and I think, you know, if that's something that I'm going to go out on a limb and say, <laughs> you know, this this type of thing ain't being discussed if we still got the Ryan McDonough regime in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> well. Actually, no, I, I mean,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't
0: know. Well, and, and, and and I'll say that in part because I don't know that, uh, I don't know, I, 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 again, I love Sarver, but I'm sure there had to be some conversations convincing him to be on board with this. And I, I understand he is on board with this. And I don't yeah. know that that conversation goes and ends in the way of him being on board if Ryan McDonough and his goats are the ones trying to convince
1: so. right right
0: so yeah but anyway man i i think we've uh covered covered our bases here
1: consensus well, is
0: we love the valley consensus is miami ashley can suck it consensus is chris paul let's let's do it, if minds. it happens yes. minds. yes yes and i you know when
1: when flex when I'm wrong, tweeted, I say I'm wrong. Yeah, flex <laughs> tweeted out a
0: picture of Chris Paul like last week, and I was like, "Oh God, no!" And, and then i i I followed that tweet. Thirty up minutes with,
1: later, did,
0: did I did I ever did I did I say I take this back? Because I take this back. I just for the record, um, I want to make sure it's clear. And everybody else that I might have tweeted out when they brought up Chris Paul, I take it back too. Uh, so anyway, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode then. Unless yep. you've got any final thoughts, Paul.
1: I actually do basketball's back. It's going to be a whirlwind the next couple of weeks. I mean, drafts on Thursday. I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, we we may th- this podcast may be out of date by the time you hear it cuz I think the moratorium on trades ends before this is going to get posted. <laughs> Potentially doesn't it end tomorrow. It's or all, like in like 3 hours.
0: <laughs> it's always uh it's always uh well it, or it could be completely on point. With you can just because we have been pretty much speaking this as if it's already happened. Even stuff into
1: existence <laughs> yeah, on this yeah. podcast.
0: So, so, uh, no, I will endeavor to try to get it posted before this three hours expires. I don't know if it's midnight tonight or midnight tomorrow night, but, um, anyway, either way,
1: either I think way, e-
0: if, it, if it is or is not timely, it still will apply. We're going to have a
1: lot of stuff to talk about either way over the next coming weeks and months. Yeah. So, yes, basketball's back. The Suns are going to be good. It's going to be awesome.
0: Ah, see, Let's, this is this is the this is what we've been waiting for. The twenty twenty Four years we've been this, doing this. This podcast is how the writers
1: ball. of twenty twenty wanted to end. You know, shit, 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 shit. Here we go. Happy endings. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we, were, back we got some news on the vaccine. Hey, we got a back. new president. <laughs> the Suns are good, and we have basketball before Christmas. We didn't get political at all, Paul.
0: That was the first political-related comment at all on this spot. I'm proud of us. That just shows how excited we are about the Suns. The podcast now. The podcast of optimism can just be the podcast. We be optimistic. We don't have to be optimistic. Now it's just realistic. It's just a podcast of facts. Yes. 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 <laughs> And not just the half-baked facts that we all know you love, Paul. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode of Fanning the Flames. As always, we appreciate you guys listening. Tell a friend. <laughs> Take, tell a friend. Tell your mom. I think we might – are we going to do – going to talk to Voida and see if we're going to do this uh, the jam session live thing like the we were going to do with, the I think – solar panel jam session and us the for the for the draft but maybe yeah, maybe we'll hear from to, us yeah, we'll sooner see. than usual if if, if we do maybe
1: a jam session coast to coast thing since the solar panels got got contracts now uh, i i don't know that, that they're still on bright side i don't think that uh, that's gonna stop well, them. but uh, they'll be busy they got their own thing they got to do <laughs> we'll just crash that
0: do they we'll text espo and ask him um all right man well uh Thank you for joining me, Paul. It's great to see your face and hear your lovely voice. I, I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Um, I know.
1: I know the fans love to hear it. Mm-hmm. And you, know, uh, you can be happy. You... Me and Dave aren't on together.
0: <laughs> oh, different Dave, Dave, folks. Yeah, not Dave King. Just I was like, well, I don't get that. <laughs> I one of our buddies from college whose voice is uh, just as just as just as um, what's we, what I'm we shattered glass. Stati- we're satisfying as Paul's. <laughs> um, all right, so again, you can catch me on Twitter. My is Jay paul. At Dervish of World, and the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And thank you again for listening, folks. And depending on when you're listening, thanks again, John. A good you're- morning, good afternoon, or good evening. And yes, thank
1: you, John Bloom. You Welcome back anytime.
0: I admire,